Okay, good evening everyone. Thanks for joining. So today we begin Choshemishpat, so to say. Up until now we've been learning halachas that have to do with commerce in other areas of Shulchan Arach and Yaradea. We learned through Hilchas Tzedakah, Hilchas and we spent many weeks discussing some of the halachas in Arachayim, davening and Shabbos, and other times uh, that a person would have a shiloh that specifically comes up in the workplace. So we'll move on to Chayshah Mishpat, which is really the main area of halacha that one will learn when going through business halachas. There are many different places where we could start. I figured for now, let's start with Chayshah Dayanim, just to get a background to what a Bezdin looks like. Many people have gone to Dine Taira or heard about someone going to a Din Taira. What exactly constitutes a Din Taira? When is one required to go to Bezdin? What is considered a Psak Bezdin? What do we have today that resembles what we learn in Mesech the Sanhedrin and Mesech the Smakos? So many different topics that are found in the beginning of Chosha Mishpat. So Chosha Mishpat, Simen Aleph, the, the Mechaber brings the Halachis of Dayanim. So just a few uh, points before we get into it. I just want to make a disclaimer that I, I don't uh, claim to be an expert in anything. Definitely not Chayshim Mishpat. So these shirim are just learning together. Learning together. So please uh, chime in as usual as we uh, learn the various sugyas together. So in in the Torah, the Torah again is the, the, the first sefer that was written as a halacha sefer for the masses that goes into Lundus as well. You do have others from earlier, the Taras, the Taras Abayas from the Rashba, but the Torah was the uh, first, I guess, accepted Sefer, and on that, the Beis Yosef writes his commentary, so the Torah, in the beginning of Hilchas Dayanim, as he does very often, in the beginning of a sugya, he brings the machshava, the hashkafa of it, so he, spent, he has a few pages just on the significance of Mishpat, of having din in the world. We say, we, we say this throughout davening, that Sadako Mishpat, Mishpat is a very important thing. And it's based on Gemaras. The Gemara says that that when a, when you have a Yeshiva Habezdin, when a Bezdin sits together, even if they're simply uh judging a case, the Shekhin is there, the the world exists, Allah Shalim. Many, many such uh, ideas brought down in the Torah. He goes through the history of Yidin, that in every gener- generation, our great Rabbanim were the Dayanim, Mashir Rabbeinu and go down to Shmuel and Davon Melech. they were the ones that established Mishpat in their cities. There is a Gemara that sounds like in every single city we have to set, set up Dayanim, and we will discuss this in a later shir, if the Halacha applies Bizman the Aruch HaShulchan says that for, for basic, uh, I would say a small claims court, how could any community have be lacking such a such a, uh, a, a Bezdin, then how, how could people move on in life? How could you have people going in commerce? You, you're going to end up with people fighting if you don't have some type of Bezdin system. You don't need necessarily the Sanhedrin or a Bezdin of Hav Gimel, but you need to have a, a basic Bezdin to take care of disputes that come up. So the first topic that whoever learns the first topic you learn is the topic of Smicha. The Gemara tells us, and it's based on Pesukim, the Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu did smicha, gave smicha, so to say, to Yeshua Benun. It's a Pesuk in, towards the end of Bamidbar. That Moshe Rabbeinu gave smicha to Yeshua, who the, and, and the Zakenim, 
And we know the beginning of Pirkei Avos, it goes through where the smicha ended up. One of the Asara Haruge Malchus was Rabbi Yudah ben Bava. The Gemara tells us that he was Moisir Nefesh to give smicha to his Tamidim, and he was successful in giving smicha, but they, uh, they killed him for doing that. So you see that the smicha of giving from Rabbi to Talmud was a significant thing, that it's worth risking one's life over it. So perhaps today, we'll, we'll, through the shir, we'll understand why it was so significant, this uh, special din of smicha, and why we don't have it as So the smicha had to be that it was given from Moshe Rabbeinu, and it had to be Rabbi Talmud, Rabbi Talmud, and at some point, right after Rabbi Yudim and Baba, maybe another generation or two, we no longer had the direct line of smicha going back to Moshe Rabbeinu. And because of that, if you look in the Gemara, there are three Gemaras that discuss this, Sanhedrin, Bavakama, and Gittin, and we'll discuss some of the Gemara soon. When we don't have smuchim, we don't have uh, dayanim that received proper smicha dating back to Moshe Rabbeinu, then we don't really have a bezdin. We don't have a bezdin. So the Gemara says, and I'm just jumping ahead, so how do we, uh, how, how do we judge certain things, loans and even a get, there are certain things that we do require Bezdin. So the Gemara gives different answers. Shlichusayu, we'll see what that means. We're at the Shluchim of the original Bezdin, or we had no choice. Otherwise, people are going to fight with each other. But at some point, the Smicha ended, and we no longer have what is known as Smicha. So you're going to ask me, so what is Smicha that, that people get when uh, they go to a yeshiva, they go to a, uh, a Smicha from BMG, from YU, from Tarvadas. So that Smicha is really nothing as far as halacha goes. At most, it would be based on the Gemara. The Gemara says that when they call, this is Gemara in Sanhedrin, they would call a, a, a Talmud, they would call him Rebbe, and they would have, there's a Lushan there that I have a Mice Michal from Ravelski. He actually used that Lushan from the Gemara in Sanhedrin. That Lushan is simply giving Rishos, so to say, to a Talmud to Paskin. There's a halacha in Yeridea that a, that a Talmud is not allowed to Paskin in front of his Rebbe. So, this is how the Rivash understands it. So, smicha is netilas rishos, that your Rebbe told you to, that you're able to pass him, you don't have to ask him your questions, and that's netilas rishos. They say, I don't know if it's true there, Rabbi Feinstein would write his uh, phone number on the back of every smicha he gave, that uh, you should call me. Some people said, call more often, some less, but it sounds like, the, from the Rivash, that smicha is, is simply netilas rishos, you're getting permission. In today's world, Many times Rabbanim will get smicha because they, they are chashiva tamidich chachamim. They never went through a smicha program, a proper smicha program. Many yeshivas don't have those programs, and they get jobs as Rabbanim, and they are you know, well-deserved jobs, but they don't have a paper, and some balabatim ask for the paper, for the uh, certificate, so they'll get a, a smicha from a rav. But there are those that actually sit and learn halacha in a karilah or the like, and that smicha, at most, is just in the Tilas Rishos from the Rebbe. Perhaps the Rebbe is uh, saying that this Talmud knows how to paskin. He is someone that we can rely on. He has Yerushimayim, and he'll know when to ask his Rebbeim. But that's all that Smicha is, nothing more than that. So what does that mean we, in the program we're doing now? That's different. What does that mean? So that's Smicha's Chaver. That's not Smicha. So what is Smicha's Chaver? Right? So Smichas Chaver, according to Rabbi Yada Goldwicht, Shlita, um, it's, an, it's an amazing program. I believe it's mimicked after an old program they had either in Europe or maybe it was in, in YU, that they, they, the Chaver would stay and learn in yeshiva for a few years, not go 
to Kailo for 10 years, they would stay in Kailo for a few years, and they would call it a Chaver program, where that person would come out and they would say, oh, he's a Chaver, he's a Tamar Chacham, and they would learn Hilcha Shabbos, Hilcha Safar Shaschalah, Basar B'chalav, the halacha said everyone needs to know, and they called them a Chaver, but it wasn't smicha per se to be a Rav. So now there are, there are those that know more from smicha's Chaver than <laughs> some rabbis, but, and there are many rabbis that never went and sat for smicha, but they, they learned. They learned uh, from, from their, their own rabbim how to paskin and they understand. Like you call yourself rabbi because you know your in, let's say, um, So today, rabbi, the term rabbi is not, doesn't really mean anything today. I mean, in certain, especially in out of town communities, there's nothing wrong with it, but every young man they call a rabbi. That's how, they, that's how they work, you know, in out of town communities. In um, some places, any, anyone is called a rabbi. And in, in the same guy in Lakewood, he wouldn't be called a rabbi. He'd be just a regular person. So I think the word rabbi is, is used in different ways. And, um, okay. So the real deal, the real smicha means what? You, you get to really take that smicha on Shabbos, let's say. So it's interesting. If you were looking for a rabbi, let's say you, you, were, uh, you, had, you opened a new shul, you're looking for a rabbi, and you would call me and say, oh, what type of smicha should we look for? So it depends. In cer- certain shuls, they don't need the rav to paskin. There are many poskim in town. They want the rav to inspire them to uh, be, there f- be, be there for them. B'shat simcha, b'shat sarah. So they're not looking for a uh, poskim necessarily. But in the world of poskim, there are those that have what is called a, um, instit- they call it institutional smicha, which means they went to a yeshiva, they had a smicha program. That is the best smicha because then they learned these halachas the same way people sit and learn first seder with 10, 20, 30 guys, and you have a chabura of learning, and from Pilpul Chaveram, you learn, you try to get down to Pshat, and you can't just say something, people are going to fight with you. You have Chabrusas, you have Pilpul and Taira, so, uh, you know, Dibu Chaveram, and Rizcha uh, Daraisa, so in that case, you'll have a much better smicha than someone who took, there was a Zaman Chemel Goldberg's Zetzal, he was famous for giving tests and giving smicha, and many, many Hebra in Kiruv and other places would get smicha from him. It was a 97-question test that was available online. Uh, and if you spent the time doing it, so hopefully you learned something while taking the test, and he gave you a smicha. But depending on the shul or who was hiring this person, they, everybody knew that that was the Rav Zamanachem Goldberg smicha. And okay, you learned, you learned something. You actually know where to look in Shulchan Aruch. But an institutional smicha, let's say from, from different yeshivas, you don't have to name yeshivas, Tarvidas, uh, uh, even BMG has a very nice uh, smicha program. It's much longer. But someone who went through base Aaron and went through a 10-year smicha program in BMG is going to come out with much more than someone who took a Buster B'chalov test. Lamashal. But again, it really depends on what you're looking for. What are you looking for? A rabbi? So, who, certifies, who certifies it? Rabbi Goldstein is a certified rabbi. Certified by the words that mean. So that's a good question. I don't want to talk about specific people here. But the point is that, yeah. that um, first of all, in today's world, there's some correction in the system that if a person gets up and says things that don't make any sense, people could find out from speaking to other rabbanim, from Googling it, from looking at Svarim, that this person's out to lunch. He doesn't understand. That he's not your day of safer. So that's, first of all, we're not living in the olden days where you could have a rabbi in some shtetl and no one else knew how to learn, and he could say whatever he wants and nobody would stop him. So today, people know how to learn and can't get away with saying things that don't make any sense. And then you have... Uh, Rabbanim, that, that, and besides that, people have many Rabbanim have older Rabbanim they could they can consult with, and there are many tools available 
for them to be able to handle most shilas bismanas. And you have rabbanim specializing in every single thing. You have uh, fertility questions. There are rabbanim that are part of bani olam and tarinu and 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 etai. There's so many resources for a rav. So a rav, and maybe on Shabbos it's a little more complicated because he doesn't have access. But throughout the week, unless it's an emergency, most rabbanim have access to experts in any field and end-of-life situations and fertility and avail in any any single department in ribis and staris there are experts in every department so a rav today is probably uh, does not need to know as much as a rav many years ago a rav today should be someone that inspires you that teaches you Torah and doesn't necessarily have to know every single psak in hilchus ribis or hilchus sedaka he, he can ask someone else but Depends on depends on the shul. Depends what they want. Okay, <laughs> let's go later. So, the Rambam. It's a famous Rambam. It's in two places. It's in the Pirush of Mishnayis in Sanhedrin, and it's also in in Hilchus Mishpatim. He says that how could it be that we had a halacha that we had smuchim, and as we will see in the next uh, shear or two, there are many things we cannot paskin anymore uh, due to the lack of dayanim smuchim. So what's going to change? At some point, what, Mashiach's going to come, and then what? He can't, he can't recreate this chain going back to Moshe Rabbeinu. So again, it's Ramah Moshitasa, that Chiyas Mesim is later, and Moshe Rabbeinu didn't come back at that point. So he says, Ulai, he says, Ulai, perhaps, if you have Roiv Rabbonei Yisrael, Roiv Chachamei Yisrael, Roiv Chachamei Yisrael, get together, and they decide we want to give smicha to this person, they have the ability to do that. They can now give smicha to a fellow. Okay. Came along the Maribe Rav. This is a famous, uh, the smicha incident, incident. It was a hot topic for a few years, and it died down. We'll see why. The Maribe the Rav in Tzfas, he decided that he should, that we have most Rabbanim in Eretz Yisrael happened to have lived in Tzfas, and they all agreed at that point to give smicha. Now, why were they trying to give smicha? So the story went, there are different ways to, to different angles to the story, but the simple understanding is that there were Muranos that had escaped from Spain, and now they were ended up in Tzfas, and they wanted to, to do tshuva because they were Mechal Shabbos. They were they, they did many averus, and many of those averus come with chiv krisus, chiv kares. The Mishnah tells us that if someone who gets malchus can be putter from the chiv kares, and therefore the Maribe Rav decided if we want to give Malkus, we need to have a Bezdin. The only way to have a Bezdin is to have Smuchim. So we'll go with the Rambam. The Rambam says if you have Roiv Chachmei Yisrael, then you can, Roiv Chachmei of Eretz Yisrael, agree you can give Smicha. So they gave Smicha to a few people, the Maribirav, the Beis Yosef, the Alshech. These Rabbanim got Smicha in Tzfas, I believe it was 1538, something, some, sometime around uh, that year, and they have Smicha. The Maribe Rav sent a letter to the Marabach. Marabach was one of the Chachamim who lived in Yerushalayim. He did not live in Sfas at the point at that time. And he sent him a, a smicha as well. And he thought the Marabach would agree to everything he did, giving Malchus to the Maranos. And he even thought about trying to be Mekadish, uh, the Chaydesh and redoing the calendar to keep uh, one near Roshana, maybe, whatever it was. That was. The letter he sent to Marabach, Marabach responded that uh, no thank you on the smicha, and how, how, how did you calculate a roiv chach me Yisrael? 
He only cal- calculated the Rabban and the Levin Svas. He didn't ask anyone from Yerushalayim, and even though the Roiv was in Svas, you didn't ask us, and we were not part of it. And he said like this, that when we go by Roiv, let's say you have a Sanhedrin, or you have a Bezdin of Chav Gimel, or a Bezdin of three. Let's say you need a Bezdin of three for a certain case. One of the Radayanim says, you know what, I don't want to Paskin. I'm out. Goes to lunch, the two Rabbanim, they go ahead and they Paskin. Is that a Psak of three? It's not a Psak of three. Even though, when you have two versus one, two say Chayiv, and one says Pater, Halach is Chayiv, and go by Roiv, that the Pasuk's talking about a Sanhedrin, that's only when you had a Shiva's Dayanim of three. So Roiv of the, of the three is two. But if you only had two, to begin with, that wasn't Yeshiva's day on him, and therefore that's not called a bezin. So the Marabach clearly is learning this din of smicha of giving smicha to the next generation. That's a Maisa bezin, and you need to have Roiv Chachme Eretz Yisrael, which you did not have because you did not have us together with you, and therefore the whole smicha is, is null and void. And he says, and if you're going to tell me, so let's go now sit down together, he says, too late. You already, sh- you know, showed your card how you are going to Paskin. You're, you are already in a Gea Bedover, so you're puzzled for to be a Dayan, because you already showed that you, you agree that you, you hold that it's fine. And even if we would sit together now and make a Bezdin, it wouldn't work. So it's interesting that the Beis Yosef got Smicha, and there were other Rabbanim in that time in Tzvaz. There was there's a list of who got smicha, but they never spoke about it. And the Beis Yosef in, in, in this simon doesn't even discuss that. By the way, oh, I got smicha. You know, when I was, uh, when I was in Yeshiva, it doesn't say that. And it seems that the whole thing died down and l'halacha, we don't have, don't have smicha b'smanazeh. It's a good question of what's going to be. Uh, or before that, when Mashiach comes, what's going to be? But for all intents and purposes, we are left with a shell of the former... Uh, so that's my question. What's the difference between uh, Asher's Tzmicha and Rabbosh uh, and Pais' Tzmicha? So according to Marie Rav, there was a big difference. According to Marie Rav's perception, we had Roiv Chachmi Yisrael in our Yisrael said yes to the Smicha. So that's a real Musmuch. And he can now go and we're going to see the Halachas. He can now pass in everything. He can do so the Kaddish... What's the definition of a real smicha? How do you define it? You have to put a dictionary. Definition of smicha is. So the smicha of the Gemara, where you need it from Moshe Rabbeinu, is. No, now we don't have obviously. So t- so today it could be whatever you yeah. want to call it. What do you mean? I can call. What do you mean? Uh, I have a smicha because I I I I. I it's like a degree. It's a degree. Yeah. What type of degree do you have? So I don't know. By who? A degree is certified by a school. Okay, so in schools, there are those, not that I'm, uh, not that I'm in the sugya, but there are schools that are, what's it called? It's called accredited through middle state or something like that. That's the highest accreditation or, or qualified, and some colleges have that, and some colleges don't. They don't have, they're accredited by someone else. Some, some uh, B-rated school accredits it. So you have different types of smicha. And it depends who cares. If you're hiring someone to work in your warehouse, you don't care where his bachelor's degree is from. You don't care. So if you have, you need someone to uh, work in Kirov, why do you care what type of smicha he has? You want to call him rabbi? Okay, so he has a rabbi degree. Very nice. Now, it could be in certain uh, tax laws for parsonage, maybe someone is going to dig up and ask for your certificate. Okay, so you have to have a certificate. 
but I don't think anybody is really uh, is really so uh, you know so um, so. so who labels these guys? Who labels? Rabbi Listen, Rabbi everything Rabbi. today is sourced anyways. Everything is sourced. Not one row says I say this is the halacha without sourcing it where he's sourced. There are people like that, but there's a correction in the system. If someone gets up there on YouTube and starts saying things Hilcha Shabbos and he's totally off. Most people he's today. To say, to well, could he? He's supposed to say. He says that. Why well, can't he say? This is what I think. This is my svara. Oh, but then he off off a couple of other facts, right? Off, off well, he should have riots to what he's saying. So we'll we'll learn later on. I think the sugi would be the best sugi for that would be. If a dayan paskins incorrectly, so there's a question of, of a malpractice, so to say, where he is chayiv to pay. The dayan would have to pay, uh, I don't know, the term I'm... No, 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 no. Like, the Rosh paskin, right? The Ramah paskin, maybe the Ramah didn't, maybe the Ramah learned from others. We don't have someone saying now, you know, on Allah, which they may said, someone said differently, he'll be now a noob shot. The Gemara changed the whole Allah. We have that? No, so we wouldn't argue on the Gemara. That would be, you know, I think that that's accepted. We wouldn't argue in the Gemara or the Mishnah. No, if, if a Rishon didn't learn the Gemara, in other words, here's a Gemara, and the Rishon learned the Gemara a certain way. It could be Machlaik and Jewishina. So like, you would have to have at least one. Wake... Right, so if they know it's going to wake up and say, I learned it completely different than the other two, or than anything else that is written already, you're not going to, I mean, maybe there is one. I've never seen it. So it's a good question. Can a person argue on the Rishonim? There's a question in, in Gemara. Can a, a, a Meira argue on a Tana? Rabbi Weiss has a nice piece on this. He, he, he holds that Halacha Lamaisa, they could have, but they just didn't. There was a certain respect, and there was a certain acknowledgement that we, we can't. And you'll find a few times in Shas where they do. Rav, Tana, who Hulpalug, right? You have a few exceptions, but for the most part, nobody, nobody did that because it would be foolish. So if a person is going to, going to argue in order to showing him how to understand the Gemara and Yavamas, it will be foolish. Now, within, now once, once you fast forward to, let's say, today, it's a good question in general, in the Klali Hara. So you'll see many times the Achreinim argue in the Shulchan Aruch. Let's be going through Dir Shemish So there are many times where we don't necessarily go with the Pesach of the Shulchan Aruch. Now, some of that has to do with Minog, when there was a Minog for hundreds of years, not like the Shulchan Aruch. This comes up in the Turkey question regarding uh, eating turkey. Did not have the Messiah. And we still eat turkey bismanazem. There are different answers to that question. One of the answers is that for many years, Yidin were already eating turkey. And now the Shulchan Aruch says, Nina Masaira, there were Muslims in Nina Masaira. So we never changed that, that halacha. We have a minute, we had it in Elchas Avelis by Smichas Haber. The Shulchan Aruch clearly says to do Korea, to tear one's begadim, Bishas the uh, Yitzhiyas Neshama, when one of the Shiva when they die, that's when we tear Korea. However, the Minog is, they tear Korea by the Leviah against Shulchan Aruch, but that became the Minog. So there are times where we do have that, but no one's getting up there and saying, I don't agree to the Shulchan Aruch. I will argue unless there's a Marshal or a Levush, someone who's contemporary to the Shulchan Aruch, and you see all the Achorinim go in a certain way, so that's when we'll find that we argue in the Shulchan Aruch. So they're doing demuring this, like, Yeah, being Madame and Milsa and Milsa, that's really what it is. There, were, there seems to be a Messiah from Velazhin, I think of Chaim Velazhin and some of his Shilas and Shuvas that he, that he wrote. I don't know if it's printed, you know, I think it's called Kesser Rosh. And Rav Moshe Feinstein uh, also has a few places where he taka argues in the Shulchan Aruch, but it's rare and it's usually based on other Achreinim. He's not the only one saying it, or Minhag, so to say. But yeah, it would be foolish for someone to get up and start arguing on, on, on the. Uh, 
on the Shulchan Aruch. On the Shulchan Aruch. Now, Rav today, we're getting into the details of, of Psak, which is not really the first simon here, but it's interesting to note, Rav today, the, most of the shilas that come up are questions of Madama Milsa and Milsa, meaning something's ever favorite in Shulchan Aruch. If I forgot the Daven Shacharist, yes, you Daven two minchas. Very, very simple, and the Mishabru elaborates on all the different questions that come up. But sometimes a new thing comes out. There's a suvi. Is suvi considered a hatmana or not? To, to put a piece of meat in a plastic and put it in a bath for uh, over Shabbos in a hot water bath, is that considered hatmana? So you can look in Shulchan Aruch, you're not going to see anything on hatmana. But you can be in the Dhamma Muslim. So let's go through which cases do the Achorinim say are hatmana, what's the, what's the aside of hatmana, and try to figure out does this apply to my case at hand? And Kachi Darka Shotaira, that People learn sugas, they rub on and go through sugas, and they have different opinions. And a rav has the right, if he has rives to what he's saying, he has the right to come up with a psak, and people have the right to argue. And, you could, and that's, uh, that's kachi darka shotara, back and forth. And we have chuvas in every single t- simon in shochanar. There are many machwiks, and that's the, that's, that's the way. Now, a person doesn't know how to learn, he's just say, you know, saying his own things, or he's biased, and we'll talk about sheikhar, and he's biased, and he wants to be machmir, wants to be meko, whatever the bias is. That's also not correct. So, so I think part of the smicha is also knowing when to when to ask a shayla, when to, you know, uh, ask someone else, when to say I am clearly biased in this situation. A person should know what he doesn't know. Those are also those are parts of I would call the non-written klali hara, a person has to know uh, before just paskening. You know, off uh, you know, from, you know, off off a whim. So that that's. Uh, Definitely a consideration as well. Okay, so if we were hiring Dayanim for our Bezim, we'd have to consider all these things, or hiring a Rav as a Mayri Rav. But again, most Rabbanim today are being hired to be to be a Mashmiyim. That's really what the primary role of a Rav is. Unless he's the Rav of the, he's the only Rav in town, and they're going to bring him chickens. You know, I'm just today, very, very few Rabbanim are, are actually Mayri Rav. Those that have, those shuls that have Rabbanim that are Mayri are lucky. Most, most shuls do not have Paiskim yeah. as the Rabbanim. The, the Rav would come there for Shabbos. He's in Paiskim. And he, well, and his speech is so funny now. He goes, this one said this, this one said that. I, I, right, I, but I, you should know, I, most, most, most Rabbanim right. in, in Flatbush, right. they, they'll the Paiskim to challenge Shiloh Shabbos morning, but they're not necessarily uh, hired to be Paiskim for their community. They're not. There's many other Paiskim in town. They're, they're Magid Eshir, they're Rashi Yeshiva. Again, I don't need to talk about specific people, but depends no, on the community. It depends on the... He's saying there's no sense of right. Climbing is his. For his shoes, he does. From what I understand, you know what I mean? These people pass him for their for their pinulas and for their chavkavot. And they come to him. They come to climate, they come to Rabbi Goldstein. So that's good. You have, you have Rabbanim in your community. But not, not every not every shul in America has a Rav that's that's a Paisic necessarily. He should be able to handle basic Shilas. Someone forgot Yalav Yavoy and, and Kriya Satyra questions. But these, these socks that they give, they give even with Nikias. It's different than Bezdin. has to be like a complete like fidelity. It's like, he has to be like, even if someone, the like, Gemara says, he walks on across the bridge, right? No, it's not. It's not, not the way to Bezdin. And most of the time, it's not even not even Hayra. Very, very, very rarely is there actually Hayra. It's simply, oh, this is what it says in the Shemir Shabbos This is the Shulchan Aruch. It's mostly Mara Mokam I'm just showing you what it says. It's, there's already precedent. There are times when Taka is Hayra. There's, there's, there's a Shaila. 
And now there's hope. He's not, he's not sitting in bed. He's, he's not even sitting down. He's talking. He's asking him, what should I do? Should I go to the rally, for instance? It's a simple thing. Should I go to the rally? Guy Paskin's up. Sock. It's his Ashkafa thoughts. It's not... He's not sitting down. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm asking. That, 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 that's not called Hira. Hira would have to be. It's not called Hira. And if it was Hira, he wouldn't be able to pass it. Because first he'd have to look at all his Megias before he could pass it. Yeah, I believe so. so. Yeah, you find this in Hilchah Shechita. Yeah, so you have, you have the halacha that, uh, that if a Shechit owns, owns uh, he gets money, gets paid from the Ksherim, he's not allowed to pass it. He'll need, now, if you have another Shechit, Omer Agabov, then there's a Mirsus there, so that's fine. And. and uh, yeah, Moshe Feinstein has a tshuva. There was a there was a shechita somewhere, and they and the goyim who were running the shechita wanted to shut down. They filed, filed bankruptcy or whatever it was, and the and the kashrus agency, so to say, wanted to take over the factory. So Moshe wrote that tshuva. We went through this. We were talking about doing schayre bedavra aser. So that's what they asked Moshe about. What do we do with all the treif? He said, forget about that. How you can't give hashkach anymore because now that you're an owner. You can't give Ashkacha. There's actually a uh, there's a company. Don't ask me who it is because this is going to get put on podcast. There's a company that sells Nikaracharayim, which is uh, complicated to do, and it's a question if Ashkenazim have a minog not to do it, not to eat it, or it was just economic reason. And we could discuss different uh, rabbanim what they held. That's also that's a hierarch maybe <laughs> what they held. But Lamaisa, the the one giving the Ashkacha owns the business. So you're talking about a complicated. Very expensive act of nikur, and the one giving hashkach on it is the one making the profit. So, to me, it stinks to high heaven that they get a different hashkach. So I think they did at the end. But at the end of the day, that, that's something our Moshe writes clearly in the tshuva. How, how could he be? A, how could he paskin when you're taking from the from, from the from the kosher? So now you're going to ask me what about? Uh, we spoke about this different times. We spoke about this when we spoke about. Can you purchase food from, let's say, some lady in her community? She makes a kakash cake from her house. And she doesn't have ashkacha. She's not making it in a, in a commercial kitchen. She sells cookies. She sells candy. Is there anything wrong? On one hand, we say, But on the other hand, it went from Isser now to now doing, uh, doing business. So we could argue back and forth. I think from a strictly halacha standpoint, you don't really need hayra to say that the repackaged licorice or the chocolate cake is kosher. There's no high rod there. It's what what she has, she has to do a first challah. Okay, so ask a rav how to do it. Set it up in two three minutes. A rav could, would be able to uh, to tell her how to run hashkach in her house. As long as you trust her, there's not much that could go wrong. When someone's giving doing shechita, there's <laughs> every five seconds there's high rod there. And high rod, it, it, is very different. We could compare it. Now you see this precedent, the fact you need hashkacha, But in those cases, we're not dealing with high rod. We're dealing with with uh, chocolate, uh, chocolate and kakash cake, there's not much that could go wrong. And as long as the, the woman is overall trustworthy, she's going to go out of her way to serve treif. If something really happens, she would tell, she would tell the rav. But when you're pasking every single cow and you're playing with the, the sirchus, it's, it's much more complicated. You're doing nikaracharayim and some parts are chelev and some parts are yoinik mina chelev. You have to really know what you're doing and it's much more tedious, so I would be a little more careful in that case. Okay. Any, any questions on that? We're good. Fine. Yeah, she didn't answer, she didn't answer my initial question is what's the difference between the Al-Shech and the Moshe? You know. in, in whose eyes? Maribe, are you saying in general? 
So, two things. Number one, you could say someone who lived 400 years uh, earlier was probably closer to to uh, to the Emes and had, had a Messiah and learned from great Rabbeim. That's one argument. Another argument would be it's a lack of respect to argue on earlier generations. So you can have different ways of, of why one has more authority than the other. I think the most basic approach is that, let's say there's a tshuva from the night of Yehuda that we all go with. So there's already halachic precedent and minog that we paskin like this. So even though there was a machlekes in the 1700s, Klaiso accepted the psak of either the chasam soifer or the night of Yehuda or the Kireger, that became halacha brura, halacha psuka. And I don't need to call it a minog, but it's as if we all accepted this is the basic psak. And you can see that for Shulchan Aruch. The truth is, the Shulchan Aruch is a contemporary of the Lavush, of the Marshal, of other Paiskim. So do, why do we accept the Shulchan Aruch? That's what Klai Yisrael did. For 99% of things, we go with what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Can you say the same thing with the Mishaburah? Some people say yes, yeah, that in the yeshiva world, everyone accepts the Mishaburah, but others would say no. We always rely on the Chayadam, on the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch, there's an Aruch HaShulchan. So, again, in the Maribi Rav's eyes, there's a difference because they had Rav Yisrael that lived in Eretz Yisrael, gave him smicha. But we said the, the Malbach, and how, from a historic standpoint, we did not accept that smicha. So it was just like any other smicha. You got a paper from your rabbi, and you learned uh, Yeridea, and you got a smicha. So there's no difference from a certificate standpoint, from a degree standpoint. It's all the same. Either and he was and he was the so it was very interesting. Yeah, the Beis Yosef also. The Beis Yosef was uh, was malumed with these things. Now Beis Yosef was a um, He didn't discuss it, but yeah, for sure. So they were able to separate the strict halacha versus things they did from Kabbalah, like what they did. Like so. Yeah, it's interesting. The Magen Avraham brings down. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. The Magen Avraham brings down Kabbalah in in many different uh, brings down the Zayar in many different places in halacha. So, they say the the, the Svar, the Baruchayim Hakadosh also wrote Svarim on Yeridea. He wrote the um, what's it called? It's called the Rishon Litzian on Yeridea. The the Pritayar. Uh, there were many in this the Chida. The Chida was a tremendous Paisik, The Berchi Yosef quoted in the Mishabur on every page, and he was a tremendous Makobo. So especially in the Svaradish world, it was always Halacha and Nistar Makom Echad. I think I have a hunch that Halacha is, is the deepest reality. That halacha, you, have to, you know, you have to pask in a reality, and there's a depth to it. We were just discussing this on Sunday. I'm not sure if you got up to this in your, in your everyday this year. In Smichas uh, Chaver, there's a there's a there's a shaila regarding. It's not a, not a fun shaila to discuss, but if Leilenu, someone is captured, and the the goyim are not releasing the body, the question is, typically we only sit shiva, we only start the avelus process after they give up hope. When they're nisyayish, then then they start the avelus. However, if the body, if the person was killed and the body is being held because of sinas yisro, the shach says, then it's as if we were nisyayish right away because ace of meaning because ace of yehudi, and it's a halacha, meaning the halacha has to paskin. How do we view this? We'll see this later on in, in just a, a different shaila, not to get too uh, gory. The the uh, later discusses if. In, in Hilchus Shoychad, uh, uh, let's say someone is the guy in town. He is the biggest macher in town. So can the be- can Bezdin Paskin, right? Because if they're Nagei so Halacha has to deal with this concept of being cool, of being a macher. Meaning, 
Halacha has to deal with every reality, and it could be that's why there's a connection, maybe perhaps between the Nistar. If you look in Nachman Svarmos, he always talks about learning Shulchan Aruch, and say a person should learn two uh, two pages a day of Shulchan Aruch. So there was always a connection between between uh, the Halacha and Nistar as well. Okay, let's keep going. Just just a few more minutes. So we got sidetracked. But let's take it back. So the Gemara tells us that at some point there was no longer smicha, smicha as in the smicha that the Tanoam had. We no longer have smicha, and in that case there are th- three different Gemaras. One Gemara talks about uh, Nizakim coming up above a Kamasun. That's one Gemara. There's another Gemara that talks about Gnevois and Gzelois, Haidos, Vahavois, and a Gemara that talks about Gitin. And the Gemara says that even though we don't have smicha, Bismalazem, we can still judge certain cases, and the Gemara, the Gemara gives different explanations in each, in each, in each uh, situation. The Gemara says either because we want to encourage people to still loan, to lend people money, and if we would not judge these cases, we would be shutting the door uh, f- from people from getting loans. So therefore, we are allowed to judge in that case. That's one Gemara. That's the Gemara Sanhedrin. The Gemara of Akama says that. When it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, certain cases, we will allow judges to we will allow even hediyotos those that are, don't have smuchim. From now on, we will call them hediyotos. They can judge a case. Why? Because we want to shut the door. The opposite for those that are oisi avla, those that do harm to people. We don't want them to exist in society. We have to have some authority in place. And even though we don't have bezin of smuchim, we have bezin shal hediyotos. And the third Gemara says that shlichus sayu uh, avdinan. We are doing the shlichus of the bezin. Now that Gemara is referring to the bezin of Eretz Yisrael. Kiilu made a shlichim, uh, made the the bezin shaladyotos in Babel a shliach to to do their work for them. So those are the three different Gemaras. The Rishonim tried to reconcile the differences. The biggest question that the Pesukim have to deal with is the halacha of Geirus. So, in Ilchaz Geirus, the, the Gemara tells us that it says Mishpat, and we have a Shava, Mishpat, Mishpat, it has to be done in front of a Bezdin of Gimel. That if someone became a Ger in front of his local Rav, it doesn't work. You need a Bezdin of Gimel, and that's how we Paskin. So, if you need a Bezdin of Gimel, and Lachar, you need a Bezdin of Gimel of Mumchen, which means those that had Smicha, so how can we do Geirus Bezmanazeh? That's the fundamental question that all the police can have to deal with. You want to tell me we could judge cases of loans, of Geneva? We have an easy way out. Hefker, Bezen, Hefker. Worst comes to worst, even though Midaraisa doesn't work, we always have the, the, the fallback of Hefker, Bezen, Hefker that we could say the money went to the proper person. Or even in the case of Gittin, of a forced get, we'll discuss that soon. You could say, we don't like to say that, but there's always that fallback option. When it comes to Geirus, is this fellow a Yid or he's not a Yid? Don't tell me he's a Yid on a Durabana level, but not a Yid on a Durais level. What in the world does that mean? So, there are three Mahalchim in the, in the Rishonim. The first Mahalach is that of the Rashba. It's also found in the Ramban and others. He says the following, that this din is rock in This din of having Bezdin B'zmanazeh, our the authority of Bezin in our times is only a din de Rabbanon of Tikkun Olam, as the Aruch Shulchan explains. We, we have no choice. Well, you're not going to have a Bezin. It's going to be anarchy. You need to have some type of Bezin. They set up shop, and they try to deal with issues that come up. So, 
that's as far as Choshemishpat, and we can even throw in Gitin as well. So what are you going to do with Geirus? So we have one of two Mahalchem. Either the Mishpat Mishpat is Lavdafka, that you need to have a Bezin of Mumchen, you just need to have a Bezin of Shalish. Who says you need to have the same exact, this is, this is the Rashba saying, that who says it's a clear-cut Gezerah Shava, maybe it's only like Daya Labaman Adin, you need to have a Bezin of Gimel, who says you need to have Mumchen and Smuchim, so that's one Mahalach of the Rashba. The other Mahalach he has is that if you look in the Pesukim, this is the Ramban as well, the Pasuk by Geirus says, which is a Remez, that it will always be Nogea throughout all the generations, even when you don't have Smuchim. So it's like a, we made a new Drasha here. But that's the drasha, and even though it's only midrabbanon, we can still have gerim because gerim doesn't really need the din of smuchim. And you can say the two answers are connected. It's not a full. They can always have. A, you'll always have gerim. That's the shita of the Rashba. Rashi. Rashi says something else. Rashi says that if you look in the psukim, that the gemara we didn't go through all the gemaras now we didn't have time. The the gemara that tells us that we need to have bezin of smuchim is based on the word. Elohim, which means a Bezdin, and you need to have a Bezdin of Shalish. So, Elohim means the judge. What does that mean? It means whoever Kalal Yisrael appointed as a judge. So, in the times when Smicha was applicable, so, those that had Smicha, they were the appointed judges. When you no longer have Smicha, so who should we appoint? Now, we don't have the authority to give them full-fledged Smicha, so we have the authority to do Smicha to a certain extent, why it has to be something that's with nay tikkun oilim, so to say, and we'll get to the details of what they could and can't judge. We, when, and I'm not going to get into it right now. Certain cases they couldn't, certain ones you can't. We'll speak about the next week. We'll talk about medical malpractice, other issues that do come up as man as that we do not judge based on the limitations of this uh, allowance. So, things that are so important, the yidin could make an elohim, so to say, of the bezdin, the elohim that the Psukim and Mishpatim are talking about. Now, once that Bezin has the authority to something for some things as the the Mishpat of Elohim, so then they could also judge and they could also be Megaira people. And it could even work on a Daraisa level. That the Gzeir Shavah is saying, whatever Elohim you have, those should be the one that adjudicate that, uh, that uh, are Masadir the Geiras. That's Rashi Shita. The Nasivas quotes this. Not Rashi, but he quotes that that it's a din deraisa, shlichus deraisa. That's second mahalach. The Ran has interesting mahalach. The Ran says we have different sugyas here. Each sugi is dealing with his, with his own thing. There's there's two different halachas going on here. Number one, you need to have a mishpat of chachamim. That when something happens and there's a there's a case a din taira, you have to go to the chachamim to the elohim. Okay, we'll go with Rashi for now. Whoever you appoint as elohim, no problem. That will be the appointed Elohim. Now, what's this halacha that we said? There's also shlichus. There's a shlichus of the other bezin. He says a fascinating chiddush. He says that there's an iser for a bezin shelhed yaitos for simple people to get up and make a bezin. There's an iser, and that we all know, that's a gemara. You can't have a bezin shelhed yaitos. Why? What's wrong with that? So he says the iser is, it's a, it's a gnai, it's a busha, to the Bezdin of Mumchin. So imagine you have the three Chashav Rabbanim in town. Go, let's go back to the days of the Tanoim. You have three Tanoim, and they were the Dayanim. And now three fellows, they just uh, opened the Gemara for the first time. They open up their own Bezdin. 
So that Bezden Shalad Yoytois is a smack in the face to a Bezden Shalmumchen. So when we say that when the authority we have today is Shlichusayu, we're doing Shlichus, it's basically an Atilas Rishos. It's as if the original Bezden told us, we're Michael, that we understand that you don't have a, a Bezden of Smuchim in your town, so we are going to be Michael and allow you to have that. The Tzais quotes this, and he adds his own thing. He doesn't say that he's adding it, but he adds that if you look in Tzais, Tzais says, Shlichusayu de Kamoi. We're doing the original Shlichus of the original people, and Ravadi Yosef and all the place can discuss how could Shlichus work after the original uh, person died. Shlichus only works when you're still alive. So if the original Dayan was Nifter, whoever had the last Smicha, so how could I someone get up today and be the, the shliach of the original uh, dayan. So he says, shlichus doesn't mean agency, it means netilas roshos, that it's as if it's, they're being moichel on their covet. And I, I think the following makes sense if, in light of the following Gemara. The Gemara says, the same Gemara that says that Ela mishpatim ashatasen lefneim, so lefneim veloi lefnei bezen shalad yaitos, but the Gemara also says lefneim veloi lefnei akum. Arkais. There's an Isser of going to court. I'm going to talk about that Isser, when that applies, but essentially the Isser of going to court is a smack in the face of Dine Taira. The Taira gives us Dinim, Halachas, and if a person says, I object to this Chayshemishma, this law system, I want to use the American civil system. Now, sometimes you could and you have to get head to, but we'll, we'll see all the different Halachas of Arkais. It's basically a smack in the face. So the same drasha that we have lifneim v'lefnei akum, that's the same drasha of lifneim v'lefnei bezin shalad yoytos. So the Ran is saying the same thing, and we're going to see in halacha. Let's say a person got rishus from a bezin, a, a, a bezin shal yisrael to go to court. Let's say it's an insurance claim or whatever the situation is. The, he knows he's not going to be able to get money in bezin because. The other fellow is not coming to court, or not coming to bed, whatever the situation is, and he gets a heter, a heter arkais. What's a heter arkais? Well, you needed a heter from the rabbi to go to court. That's not the point. The point is that if you still went through the bezin system, you're not disgracing the bezin system. You're saying, I tried. They allowed me, they gave me the heter to go. So it's no longer a lack of COVID to the bezin system. So then I could go to arkais. So the that's what the Ron's saying, the same thing. That, that since we do not have mumchin, and the original Bezdin knew that we're not going to have Mumchen anymore. They gave us Rishos, and the Rishos, all the Rishos does is help us avoid the Isser of Lifneim Vela Lifnei So once I avoid the Isser, we're back to square one. What could I judge? So now we have to go back to what Rashi said, that whatever Klayasol needs to exist, to, to keep things going, that's needed to judge. And that's the Psaq of the Ran and Rashi. Just an interesting Nafkamina, just going back to Geras, this is found in Rav Kook's Chuvas and other, other boys can mention this, not necessarily this Psaq. They see it like this. If you go with the Rashba that the Bezdin we have today of for Geras is simply based on the Seichem, or you don't really need a Bezdin, okay, so anytime you have a Bezdin of three, you need three people to get together, and they can be Megai or someone, that person, that Nachri now has a Din of Yisrael, as long as a proper Geras was done. However, if you go with Rashi, or perhaps the Ran as well, that Bezdin is only able to paskin, as we're going to see next week, if it's something that's you're going to save someone from something else, you're going to save him and give him something important, we're going to see the word is chesar and kiss. That it has to be chesar and kiss. And 
by Gerus, the person's going to live his whole life without doing mitzvahs, and now he becomes a tachas kanfi yashchina. So that's something we could judge. However, Rav Cook writes, let's say the Bezdin realizes that this person who's being a guyer, he's not going to raise his children, his uh, the new gayer, the, the the children. Let's say it's a gerkatan or the like. Uh, he's not going to send them to uh, Jewish schools. He's not going to teach them Torah. The religion is not going to be part of the, the lifestyle. So what's the schus here? The Gemara Ksubis talks about schusula. What exactly is the schus by Gerkaton? But even by regular Gerus, how could the Bezdin say this is Dover? Well, you're going to be Megarim, he's going to be Chayef Karis. So, so then it wouldn't be a good Bezdin. Rav Sturmach adds that if they actually did this once, even if the gayers today that they're doing now, the case in front of them is a regular gayer, he's going to, to keep Torah mitzvahs, the Bezdin passed themselves because they themselves went out of line, so now they can no longer paskin for gayers. So that would be one afkamina, just how to learn this, but we'll see. Because it's a schos. It's a schos for him. It's a good question. Why is it chasar kiss? Maybe it's sarach gadol. I would say I use a different term. There are three terms we see in the Gemara. The Gemara says it has to be, uh, has to be a hefsid, uh, loss of money. It has to be a chasar kiss or a sarach gadol, like gitin or geiras. So that's the that's the lashon of the Rishayim. So if Cook writes that the tsarach gadol would only be if he's going to perform mitzvahs. But if he's not going to perform mitzvahs, they're not going to bring him up a halacha, you know, uh, uh, and taira. So then, what's the point? What's the point of doing it? And you would that would not be considered a gerus. Besides, for the issue of kabbalah mitzvahs, he's saying a din in the bezdin. If we takanid a bezdin, so that bezdin is not a bezdin. The bezdin is only only has a license. They only are called elikim, elihim, and to have the authority to do mishpat when. They're doing the proper thing, but if they're not doing the proper thing, then not only did they do something wrong, that, that wasn't a real bezdin. And if you hold a gayrus talking needs bezdin, not a darisaychem that just needs to be hidden. It needs a real bezdin, so the gayrus wasn't good. So it wasn't a good gayrus. That would be a one possible uh, uh, nafkamina from that. Okay, so Mr. Shem, okay, we got, we got uh, sidetracked with the rabbi Hak, but Mr. Shem, next we will continue. We'll talk about where we do paskin bezdin when a person goes to bezdin. What cases could you bring to bezdin? Could you bring everything? Shar shenazak. We're going to talk about all the different cases you have in Bavakama now and the Dafyemi. When do we bring it to Bezdin? What, what is Bezdin's authority? Does a person have to show up to every Bezdin that gives him a Hasmana? We'll talk about different uh, different uh, procedures uh, that, that come up, the procedural time of Bezdin, and the Mirtashem as we continue.